free. So, three songs. It's a three song song. Three songs. Three songs. Three songs. <laughs> it's Bob and Mike here with Three Songs Podcast, December 30th, 2017, episode number 36. We're going to go straight into it. Little Bob- Festive. Yeah. Festive times. We're kicking it off straight away with some music. Bobby Bird, I know you got soul. Yeah, warm it up. Yeah. Oh! 
and there it is, just ends. <laughs> ends that. flat. I'll Bobby tell you what, bird. that's a rock and roll hall of famer, the bird from Georgia. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. And you I'll know, you, you, I, I mean, it, a while back you played some Eric B and Rakim. So uh yeah. I, whether or not you know the Bobby Bird song, if you're an Eric Eric B and Rakim fan, you gotta know at least that sample, right? Absolutely. Fantastic. I mean, why not sample that? Right. Fantastic funk tune. Bobby Bird, uh, of course. Early 50s funk. Like, you know, he's, he's right on board. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if I've got soul, but I've listened to that a little bit more than I used to. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, look, I mean, the man discovered James Brown, basically brought him into his own band, and then realized James was the star, turned his band over to James, and you know, was was with James and helped him make some of his biggest hits uh, throughout his whole career. And, uh, you know, but he, he was a, a damn good singer and writer, co-wrote a lot of James's tunes, uh, sang on a lot of them, and uh, had a solo career too. You know, Bobby Bird, he's a little overlooked. He's often overshadowed by James Brown, but damn, that song's good. Well, I mean, one of the most influential artists of his era. I mean, right. you know, right. essentially they're, where would we be without the funk? Well, right, and the thing is, like, of course, James... is a pioneer. He, he gets a lot of attention, but, you know, there might not have been a James without a Bobby Bird, because... Probably uh, not. Yeah, he, he helped really... But don't hold that against the bird. No, well, that's right. I mean, musically. <laughs> We're not talking about anything other than the music, so... Okay, we'll uh, keep it there, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, there you Anyways, go. Anyways, I'm going to chill it out here, you know, because, like... You know, it's it's hard to sweat in this kind of weather, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take us to the chill out room, a band that of course rose out of the ashes of Opal, Dave Roback, who we've who we've celebrated on the show with both uh, the Rain Parade and Opal, and uh, Kendra Smith uh, departed Opal, and Opal sort of ceased to exist in the late '80s, and and uh, Dave Roback. Uh, had become friends with a fantastic singer, a very talented uh, person named Hope Sandoval. And they started in 89. Actually, they, I believe they reprised themselves in the last five years. I don't know if they're currently active, but they made a 2012 album. But uh, this is a real um, special song in this house. It was a favorite of my wife, Wit. And uh, I think you'll like it. It's a, it's a, it's a deep cut Mazzy Star song called I'm Gonna Bake My Biscuit. All right, let's do it. Biscuit. I'm gonna bake my biscuit 
go bob mazzy star that's so that's a little bit of a double entendre there isn't it how so i don't think she's talking about baking biscuits is she i don't know you know i'm 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 actually starting a pie shop that's my new my new venture (laughs) i'm I'm pretty sure that's not what that song's about but that's okay well, I mean, I, I don't know where your mind's going. It's it's not even, you know, my goodness. I mean, well, look, you know. look, look there, I don't, there's a lot of old blues songs that talk about jelly baking rolls biscuits. and baking biscuits. And, you know, look, there's, that's, that is, uh, that's a theme, you know, uh, that's a theme for a lot of those old I know you played songs. your drinking music and you want to, I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I try to keep the show PG-13 aside from the profanity. Well, it's okay. That's what makes it the thirteen. Um, yeah, no, that that's 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 a fun. Is that an original or is that a cover? Because that's got it. That's a definite throwback. Either way. Yeah, I don't even know, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, um, but uh, she's a fantastic singer. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and she's uh, she had a so a band uh, called the Warm Interventions in the last ten years with Colm from My Bloody Valentine. Really? Who actually who actually then joined Mazzy Star on, on their most recent work from the last five years. Um so yeah, still going strong and I think it's a real pretty song. It is. It is. It's a yeah. it's a it's a beautiful song. And you know, they're a band I know I of course I know the big songs and I know some of those albums, but... Well, Fade um, Into You would have, been, would have been their biggest hit. Of course. It would have been like a mid-90s yeah. MTV yeah. alternative rock hit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but they're not really a band that I know that deeply, so certainly don't know any of the deep cuts, but um, that was that was good. That's pleasant. That's nice, like you said, chill-out music. Well, it's mu- music that, that has inspired a lot of the mixed-media art in this household, so it usually emanates from the basement art studio of, of uh wick courtney my my wife so fantastic yeah fantastic we should uh we should mention let's let's take a moment here to mention spe- speaking of music inspiring uh we've inspired an uh, an offshoot podcast Okay, I can't believe that. Yeah, we found that out today from New Zealand. They actually asked permission. <laughs> well, they asked yeah. permission after they'd recorded the, the second episode. <laughs> so, well, hopefully their their um, technical skills were were better than ours on the first one. Right, right, uh, right. But then, yeah. of course, you know, now you've become like I don't know what you're going to do with the rest of your life. But podcast engineering is 
Yeah. You can actually put on your resume I, now. I guess so. Yeah, I don't know it'll, where it'll uh, get. We got to listen to their podcast because I, I believe what they do is they play, they play six songs. That's right. Total the, couple, a couple from their town, a couple from other parts. It's all New Zealand. From Hamilton, Hamilton, New Zealand. A couple guys named Rob and Ian. They're calling it Six Songs Podcast. So, um, not to be confused, but uh, we appreciate we, we you know. Uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So, oh, uh, indeed. Thank- My goodness. I mean, like they're amongst uh, you know probably our 100 or so regular listeners, and go on with your bad. Songs. Yeah, exactly. Two songs yeah. from Hamilton, which is where they're based. Two songs from other parts of New Zealand, and then two from anywhere in the world. So, I guess it's kind of the same. I mean, to be honest, really, this show is six songs. We're just each bringing three. They're bringing We're six songs about to seven point eight. Like yeah, a bit. well, that's true. That's true because I, <laughs> and I think I think we we may very well add another song or two on this show. But uh, but I like it. Sure. And I haven't had a chance to listen to Robin Ian's show, but uh, I will soon, and uh, I'm sure it's better than ours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to listen to him. Yeah. In fact. Well, I, I, Skype is a universal thing, right? Yeah. So we could maybe even like have them in. We could, like, we could, we could have them bring in some some stuff from Hamilton for sure. Well, they could they they could actually tip us off to like what's going on in, in New Zealand, which is of course mutually one of our favorite Abs- rock and roll countries. Absolutely, I I don't really know a whole lot about what's currently going on in New Zealand. Although I do, there is a uh, an artist that I want to play. I probably sometime in the new year, I'm going to play a look back to 2017 i might play her on it uh an artist named natalie reed or sorry nadia reed um i'm not sure if you've heard her but um no but she's no, she's good she's her. current in new zealand just put out an album last year um but yeah other than that i don't really know much you know outside yeah flying well, they, can, they can make us hip they could um but, oh, uh, go on, Robin Ian. Yes, um, like, uh, making myself and Mike hip is a tough chore, but we can get at That's right. That's but what right. are you gonna hit us with next? I'm gonna I'm gonna go obscure. This will be probably the most obscure song. Whoa! On, this is the guy that played Beef on the show. No, no, no. On, on today's, okay. sh- I just mean on today's show. Um, I think that would be the most obscure song in the history of the three songs pod. That Beef song. Beef, yeah. I, I still love that Beef song. You know. Well, I mean, I love it too. Yeah. It's yeah. Nothing like nothing like a little beef every now and then, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I still love the album title of that one. Uh, thinking in Which the drunk, thinking in the drunk tank, drunk in the think tank. Oh, that is good. Yeah. So, uh, so no, I'm the, not quite as maybe as obscure as well. I would say not quite as obscure as beef because this is a song. Even though this is a band who only released one seven inch, like kind of like Broken Talent. This is a song that has appeared on a number of different compilations. Broken uh, Talent being the band from Louisville that you played last night. That's, that that's correct. On, on virtually no one's ever heard of. Correct. Um, but it was great. Yeah. Yeah, and it, that led us to the end tables. But yeah, you can listen to that, episode 35. Now, this is the band called The Elevators, and I first came across them from a compilation called Shake Some Action, which is... And, and there's a whole bunch of different volumes of it. It's uh, it's it's basically a bunch of power pop singles, pretty obscure power pop singles from all over the world. Um, and they they appeared on that, and then more recently they appeared on a compilation called Bored Teenagers, um, which is kind of the same sort of thing. It just collects a bunch of obscure, uh, you know, seven inches from uh, different parts of the world that you probably 
missed the first time around from the late 70s Very early cool 80s. Very cool concept. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but this one's from 1980. The band's called The Elevators. The song is Your Eyes Are Too Close Together. But the thing is, Bob, it's not your eyes that you see with. It's the letter I. You'll, you'll you'll get it when you hear it. Here, here we go. Savvy, savvy. Yeah, All it's right. it's a fun one. Elevators. Perfect. It's a three songs pod. Well, it's the same thing every time I see you. All you ever talk about is you. Now I really don't want to bore you, but it's about time you considered me too. And the same thing I price you up. are too close together, Bob. Oh, you, okay, no. you talk about again? yourself. The elevators. Okay, and where are they from? Do you know? Uh, I think they were from somewhere in England. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know a whole lot about them, to be honest. Well, it was a very easy to um, consume 
piece of music. Power pop, you know, that's what it's all about, man. Yeah, is it? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, there, there, there's one, Anyways, one of those bands that uh, could have been who knows what, but they only released one seven inch, so that's all we have. Well, they hit the nail on the head with the one seven inch. And what's the name of the um, compilation again? The compilation series. The well, there's two. The one that I'm familiar with is called Shake Some Action, of course, named after the very famous and incredibly fantastic Flaming Groovy song. Oh yeah, same name. Um, but uh, it's like straightforward, like straight up, like you know, like kind of kick-ass rock and roll, like the kind of. Um, it is, yeah. And when you like think about like songs like that, that elevator songs, like you know, like if you're like a I mean, it's, even if you're like a 15 year old kid, that's like it's almost like playing "Start Me Up" by the Rolling Stones or like "The Seeker" by the Who or something. You like, you know, if you want to be a bit clever, like you could pawn that off as an original and then say, "No, it's the Elevators." You know, like right, right, right. And it is like not to get sore on the subject. It is a, a bit repetitive, you know. Well. Yeah, I mean, you know, but I think they were probably about 17, 18, 19, maybe early 20 kids. No, age is no excuse for repetitiveness, Mikey. No. Yeah. 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 They say you got to be like 30, like, you know. I mean, I, I believe me, like, I'm not dissing the choice, okay? Because <laughs> you can, you know, that's, you know. But I, I mean, anyways. No, it's um, there's no depth to it, man. You know, it's just a good pop song. I'm gonna take us to a, to a very strange place. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna take you. 1976 and Hall. 1976. <laughs> I'm gonna take us to to a legendary experimental noise band that started in Hull, and I think I believe ventured down to London, worked their way to San Francisco. Groundbreaking. Uh, yeah. Yeah, groundbreaking. Like really odd. Yeah. Like actually, um, and um, Hull, you know which I've mentioned many times on this show. Uh, probably my favorite city in the world. If, oh, my, forget the probably part. Um, I, love, I love the place. I've spent at least 300 days of my life there, 300 days, including recently when I was there with my friends Arch and Jess and my dear friends Andy and Chris Dimmick and David Dingerbell and Steve Covey and I mean, I've got more friends there than, than any other city in the world. I, I miss the place, you know, when I'm sitting here. Because, but what, that's all beside the point. Um, this is one of the, you know, in addition, the Hulls produced bands like House Martins and Kingmaker and Beautiful South and Fila Brasilia and I mean, the list goes. I don't want to leave anybody out. The list goes on. The kids are making great stuff. It's just a great musical city. Um, Probably my favorite rock club in the world. In fact, I'll, I will say probably on this one is the New Adelphi and on DeGray Street and Hall. And uh, anyways, Robin Gristle in 76, this is where they originated. And uh, I'll tell an interesting story and read a quote after the song. But this is um, Beachy Head off of uh, 20 Jazz Funk Greats.
little chill out music there too. Oh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, uh, but you know, Throbbing Gristle. I think a lot of times people think of them as harsh and abrasive noise, but they're not always. Or they don't. No, certainly that isn't. But no. Um. Anyways, Christine Newby, Cozy Fanny Tootie. Yeah. Right. It was the one of the. Uh, I mean, the, the band, they were they were doing all kinds of crazy stuff with electronic stuff and effects units. I mean, like, they're basically, like, piling up a bunch of stuff and just, like, making strange music. Yeah. Okay. Right. And I remember, like, um, going to England for the first time. Actually, when the first time would have been the second time when I was 18 or 19, I was... Friends with a guy called the Gan Man, Ken Ganfield, and um, he gave me a list of records to to try to find for him. And I, fortunately, I stumbled upon United and Cyclone B Zombie on seven inch. And I was able, I got it at a fair price, like ten pounds or something. And I brought it to him, like, and a buddy, like fellow DJ at the radio station. He was very pleased with me for a while because I brought back like four of the, you know, things like Nurse with Wound. Like his show was like basically unlistenable. You couldn't really tell whether it was like a radio show or white noise. <laughs> and like that was like kind of my first White House, like <clears throat> my first experience with, with them because like they were kind of scary in a way. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, um, that's off of uh, 20 Jazz Funk Greats, which is by some rock critics, considered one of the best albums of the 70s. It's a classic. It's and, an absolute classic. Yeah. And, and but, you know, experimental in the best possible sense of the word. I think a lot of times that gets a bad rap. But Right. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, no this is far out. But um, I'm going to read you a quote, okay. which is, you know, readily available quote. In 2012, Tozy, she was interviewed... About this, and the album's uh, cover photograph was taken at Beachy Head, which is a, one of the world's most notor- notorious suicide spots. In fact, there's a famous bridge in, in North London that, like, quite regularly people jump off of. It's called the Suicide Bridge, but Beachy Head is, like, one of these places, for some reason, where people go to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. And And this was the cover of... 20 jazz funk greats was actually like a sort of a comedic twist. Like, so she says in 2012, we did the cover. So it was a pastiche of something you would find in a Woolworths bargain bin. We took the photograph of the most famous suicide spot in England called beachy head. So the picture is not what it seems. It is not so nicey, nicey at all. And neither is the music. Once you take it home and buy it, or once you buy it, take it home. Sorry, but she skipped that bit. But <laughs> we had this idea in mind that someone quite innocently would come along to a record store and see the record and think they would be getting 20 really good jazz funk greats, sort of like Bobby Bird, and right. then they would put it on at home and they would just get decimated. Right. So completely ironic, both cover yeah, and the, title. the cover looks yeah. so approachable. The cover yeah. looks like, you know, like even today, like, if you see one, the price tag will be formidable. Um, I can't even imagine what they cost on Discogs or eBay or whatever. You just don't see them very often. And uh, it looks just like, it looks very friendly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Right. But there's nothing really that friendly about it. But anyways, I'm going to stay in Hull. I'm going to double bubble some Hull for you. This is like 82, 83 Hull. And this is a song that is eminently more listenable. The great band from Hull called um, Red Guitars. And uh, this song's called New Technology. Good Technology. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Good Technology. Good yeah, technology. Thanks for the correction. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. problem. Let's rock it. Oh, yeah. yeah well, yeah. You get this for $3, actually. I wonder 
technology I like that yeah yeah, yeah. that's a, <laughs> that's just a good old 80s you know alternative rock tune right well it's like mutant pop it's like you know yeah wacky punk you know yeah 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 absolutely Brian said the lyrics i really enjoy that song. yeah yeah also quite ironic and sarcastic maybe oh. it's a whole thing yeah <laughs> great sense of humor yeah I like that. I'll see you at Beverly Race Course. You know, we'll go there someday. We'll go to the Westwood. We'll see the races. We'll storm into Hall. And okay. We'll have we'll have a good time. We'll go to the People's Republic for a pint. I'm down. I'll take it to the take it to the Hall Pie Shop, and you know, you'll meet some fine people. Okay, deal. I'd say put put it at the top of your list. I will. I will. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. you know, tomorrow is New Year's Eve. In fact, in fact, I would like to, the Hall Marina's come alive. I DJed recently at a place called Thieving Harry's, great spot. Um, and there's a great club down there called Juice now. Like they're invigorating the marina. It's been like, uh, and they've got this whole city of culture thing. And the, kind of the sad thing about it is, is that they they brought in all kinds of like international acts and. And they kind of the city council kind of skipped over celebrating the brilliance of Hull, hmm. and um, so a lot of my good friends there, Shy Scaled, all kinds of you know the kids, <clears throat> Stuart Baxter, they they kind of put together like an alternative festival celebrating you know the the spirit of Hull, the music of Hull, called the City of Vultures, hmm. and they've had a great little concert series, great what. Hopefully it's been a big concert series, but anyways, Hall's alive and well, and it's a place I hold near and dear to my heart. So, well, hopefully one day we'll go. That you know, I was I was going to say it's uh, New Year's is coming. It's, it's time for resolutions. We'll make a resolution to to visit Hall. Yeah, and no, there's it, nothing better than like a, a evening of summertime races in, in Beverly, which is like eight or nine miles away. It's kind of the Kind of the posh town. Yeah, it never it's like, knew. Uh, down the road, yeah. And you can take your family there yeah. for Beverly Minster. I named a racehorse Beverly Minster. Yeah. She was really slow. She eventually won a race in New Mexico. Uh-huh. But that's not, again, that's always that point. What do you got? Uh, you so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to uh, Nashville. Oh, good. Oh, good. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Contemporary. This is an album that came out last year, I think, maybe a year, year or two ago. Uh, by an artist named Margot Price. She has a new album that just came out um, 
couple couple months ago, I think. So Fresh Wax. Yes, absolutely. But this is from her debut solo record. She was in a band called uh, Buffalo Clover for a little while, released a few records. Her, her debut record as a solo artist came out uh, on Third Man, which is, of course, Jack White's label of the White Stripes. And um, this is the first track off of that album, this is a the the album is called Midwest Farmer's Daughter and this song is called Hands of Time. Cool. Yeah, enjoy. <laughs>
There you go, Bob. Margot Price. That's some seriously pro rock. Yeah, isn't it? Sun like, Studios. She, she, yeah, Rebecca found the price tags. She's <clears> good. Like, um, <clears throat> must be weird to be able to play that well. She can. <laughs> she can really sing. And I think that was recorded basically direct to tape. And I think it was the sort of thing where you know Jack White had been interested in recording her but like wasn't really sure she was the goods and said okay come in and and, and if you can really play we'll, we'll just record it and they, they just banged out a, an album direct to tape no well they had to do so yeah. and i'm happy that they met the approval of, of mr white yeah and third third band records that's right um, uh but that's that's a big old weeper right there Six minutes of weepy music. It's weepy, but I, I, I thought the lyrics are, you know, rather bland, but fairly positive. Well, weepy. I mean, rather bland. She talks about her baby dying. She talks about... Had two hook, hook, babies with a married man. Hooking up with a married man. Her daddy loses the farm. All she wants to do is bring her mom home some wine and buy back the farm. That's basically the theme of the song. And, and It's got to be pure fiction. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Seems that way. I don't way. know either. I don't, I don't, I don't know her from Adam, but she's one hell of a talent. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyways, uh, I'm going to stick in the same groove with a woman who is five years younger. Really? From Sacto. How old? I don't even know how old 
Margot Price is, or or you're gonna play Margaret Glassby. Oh hell, they're all like in the prime of their lives. They're all like twenties, thirties, or you know, powerful yeah. women going strong, which is one of the greatest things about music today. Is is music has so many fantastically talented women in it. Yeah, and uh, I mean. If anything, our pathetic gender lingers behind. But um, <laughs> <laughs> for lack of a better way of putting it, you know, um, you know, frankly, we're in the right places sitting around talking about about you know the brilliance. And uh, this is Margaret Glassby, who's a, a woman from Sacramento, and this is her song "You and I." And I don't know much about her. I've just uh, again, like you and Margot Price. I've got Margaret Glassby. Like these are, you know, young women that that were, you know, were trying to like figure out why they're so great. Yeah. Right. And this is her her song from 2016 called "You and I." Oh, tonight I'm a little too turned on to talk about us. And tomorrow I'll be too turned off and won't give a fuck about you and I. I don't want to see you cry, but it feels like a matter of time. I'm not looking for an open door to talk about love. Maybe you agree, but I see you saving pictures of you and I. I don't want to see you cry, but it feels like a matter of time. Here I thought we had some kind of understanding. That we're no Dick and Jane on Glassby. I've never heard her, and that was cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing her. She's going to play in Iowa City too in March or April. She um she played here at Summer Stage in Central Park, a free show, 
and I, you know, I, I knew nothing about her, but I love going to those free shows at Central Park. At the, well, they're uh, free. They are, and it's it's a big outdoor open space. Um, I played there. I played there in uh, 2010. Yeah? What was it like? What's it like as a musician to play there? We played four shows. Yeah? Um, um, it was great. <clears throat> uh, pretty easy, you know. Uh, convenient access from backstage to stage. So there was an amazing electrical storm one of the nights, second or third night. And uh, we had to stop, and they thought that they'd have to, like, run down the show. It was an amazing, like, heavy rainstorm. But, like, obviously in our case, there's not much gear that needs to be saved. Or but anyways, <laughs> I thought they were going to call it. And then there was, like, a half-hour delay that we came out and played for another half. It was great. I mean, not, four shows there, I mean, woo! I mean good times it was way easier than playing williamsburg waterfront that's that that's a tough chore yeah but we were awful that anyways but like not as bad as vegas but who knows you know it's all like it's weird when you haven't been a band for 11 years and suddenly you're a band again and then you gotta be a band every night i mean it's just such a pleasure to be in that situation like yeah with like young people out there that Never got a chance to see you when you existed. And I don't even really know what to think. I just, to me, it was just like, wow. Like, I mean, I was a kid then in a lot of ways. I was, right. <laughs> I was a kid then in my early 40s. But <laughs> um, but pump, but no, no, free shows at the Central Park Summer Stage. What a glorious thing that, you know, I guarantee they're getting really formidable acts up there. But did you get my text? Uh, I did. Yes. Um, yeah. Let's run it off. Like, uh, let's run off. Uh, we'll finish off the show tonight. Maybe I'll see you tomorrow night for New Year's Eve because I'm not doing anything. Uh, yeah. Right now I've got heavy snow. It's minus five. Okay. Right. Okay. And, and well, one thing somebody told me years ago about weather: it's not supposed to snow when this when it's this cold. Right. You ever heard that? Right. One I've heard that before. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. If, if I could actually like put the show on camera right now you wouldn't believe it it's like heavy snow and minus five because they always say like 27 is the perfect snow degree but uh, who knows i got i got a pot of pea soup i'm about to make jambalaya fantastic. we're good here, we're good here. We, 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 we sorted it all out you know fantastic well you're gonna send us out with some uh bully huh yeah to play some bully because like uh bully's a great live band and and uh you know they, this is a quick one but they they kind of rip it too, so we're gonna stick with like the groove of like you know the best music from the last three years, you know, provided by by the likes of uh, Margaret Glasby and Bully and and uh, who did you play? Margot Price. Some Margot Price. Margot Price. Kick, yeah, kick ass women. Women kick ass. All right. So let's do it. Let's, get, let's continue getting our asses kicked. And good night to you. And thanks for your fantastic on the spot engineering. You too, man. You too. Always no, I don't a, engineer anything. Always a pleasure. I just sit over here in front of a pad and like press okay. buttons and like, you know. It's okay. That's okay. I guarantee if we, if we shifted roles, then it would be a complete disaster. 
you know. So. No, it's 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 I all appreciate good, man. your confidence. It's all good. I I, and, I appreciate and thanks to Jack at Royal Brewing. Yeah, for the theme song and and for sending some some beer my way, which I are, are you out of Royal beer? I burned through it. He only sent me five bottles, so you know that. Well, that, it's time it's time to rewrite him for another five pack. That's right. That's right. Uh, tell, tell him to make it a six pack. Come on, Jack. Well, you know what it was. It was <clears throat> it was all these. It was one each of a bunch of. Diff, five different beers, so that's why. What was your favorite of the five? Ooh, that's tough. Ooh, um, tough, yeah. Uh, there, was, there, was a, there was a strong ale that he sent that was really good. I think that was my favorite. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Well, one great thing about you, Mike, is you like a strong ale. I do. This is, that's true. This is Bully. Bully. Feel Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Feel the same. Thanks, man. All right. Mm-hmm.